Welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games every week. I'm Ashley. I'm Chad. And I'm Adam. I understand you guys had some trouble with that last week. No. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was out. I got really sick last week. Yeah, what happened to you? I had to go. If my insides tried to eat my outsides, I had to go to the doctor. Nice. I was in the middle of getting ready to come to work to do this, and I was like feeling. It felt like girl cramps, mm -hmm. and then it started to feel. Uh, so I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. I th get those all the time. I can deal with this. At getting ready, getting ready, put on my makeup, and then it started to get way worse than that. And basically, by the time you guys started rolling uh, on on recording the podcast, I was like on the floor on the phone with a doctor saying I need to come in right now. Damn. Oh, man. So they had to give me anti-nausea medication just to keep painkillers down. Wow. It wow. was it was weird. Glad you're feeling better. That's crazy. Thanks. Yeah, I spent four days in bed and I felt great. <laughs> nice. Uh, so. What'd you What'd you play while you were in bed? Uh, lots of Yakuza. Okay. Um, so uh, Yakuza Six coming is coming out. It already came out for a lot of people. If you had the demo. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, the longest demo ever. Yeah, the demo that accidentally had the whole game in it. Uh, but I also um, I I went back. I've been playing uh, some of some of the, like the side quest stuff in Nino Kuni Two mm -hmm. because I I think I'm gonna platinum this one. I think this one deserves a platinum. Okay, it seems like your kind of game. It, oh, yeah. It's like they, they, they went down the list of things that Ashley loves and made sure they were all in there. Mm. And so I, I feel like it needs the platinum. And also the, the, I looked through the trophies and it's a lot of completionist stuff like basically do every side quest, do every skirmish, do you know max out your kingdom, stuff that you would expect. So you're just like, oh God, this is going to be a long haul. It's not that bad. Okay. I don't think there's that much in that game. Like there's, it's, it's a pretty vast game, but like... Checking off boxes. There isn't like that many areas to visit, and like they're not that grand. Oh, okay. Like, so it's doable. Yeah, I think we're looking at maybe an eighty-hour platinum. Okay. And coming off like a you know hundred and ninety-hour platinum or whatever, it seems easy <laughs> uh, in in comparison. Yeah. So that's nice. Uh, but yeah, I went through playing it. I just that there's so much about that game that I enjoy. The side quests are. Admittedly, kind of repetitive. There's a lot of um, fetch stuff, like go get this or go kill this and then come back to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that does get a little bit repetitive, but if you break it up with skirmishes, which skirmishes have been the bane of the game for me. They're, for those who, who haven't played it, who don't, uh, aren't familiar with the game, skirmishes are this sort of like top-down uh, RTS-style mini-game within mm -hmm. the game. And where you take uh, four different companies of troops, so you can have uh, you can have swords, you can have spears, you can have hammers, uh, and then you can have ranged, which come in a couple of varieties. There's bow and arrow, there's gunners, uh, there's defense guys that can just take a lot of damage if you put them up front. Uh, it's, there's there's uh, sorcerers who will throw fireballs. So you can take four of those and you put together a company. Okay. And then it's basically rock paper scissors where. A uh, hammer beats spear, spear beats sword, sword beats hammer. And so you want to try to position your troops so that the strongest one is taking on the troops that they have an advantage against. Okay. So that you, you it makes it easier, you lose fewer troops, it's great. As you go through, you level up. Each of the, each of the different companies will gain experience and they will individually level up as a company. 
And so then you get your overall like average, say like, hey, we're, uh, you've got two guys that are level four, two guys that are level six, so we're like level five-ish. And then as you go around the world, there's these different skirmishes. Some of them are part of side quests. Some of them pop up kind of randomly and you can participate in these skirmishes. There is a trophy for that. It is required if you want to platinum it. And there's 50 of them total around the world. And these, the weird thing is they seemed to go, the ones that I was encountering seemed to go from here's like level four, here's level 12, here's level like 25, and here's level 40. <laughs> and there just wasn't much of a jump yeah. in between. It felt like, I, I was like, do I need to take on the 41 and just lose repeatedly? Because you get it's to keep experience. retrying it and you get the experience. Do I just need to throw myself into the jaws of death <laughs> repeatedly or what do I do? There is a thing in there where you can bolster your troops. So if you're under level, you can spend uh, one of the currencies in the game, King's Guilders, which are what you use to improve your kingdom, to give your troops more hit points uh, and such. And I hadn't done too much with that, but uh, la last night and throughout the weekend, I was going through uh, some of the different skirmishes and found out that, you know what? I can totally be 10 levels under whatever I'm fighting as long as I just... Throw all those on there. Oh, there you go. Just Dumb spend money. a little bit of those King's Guilders, and bam, there you're. You're just. You're set. You're ready. You're invincible. Pay to win, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do pay to win. <laughs> so uh, once I figured that out, skirmishes got way easier. And yeah. I can't say I don't like rolling over dudes that are supposed to be real hard. I, I didn't yeah. love skirmishes, but I liked everything else about that game. The game was really charming. So good. So good. Yeah. So did a lot of that. Um, I've I've played. Uh, since I wasn't on last week, I played uh, a minute. I played a way out. I played a way out with Bernie, mm -hmm. and now, now I kind of have a grudge against him. Oh, was it not? <laughs> it's one was of those it? games. Uh, it, it's it's the kind of game where I, I I held Bernie responsible for his character's actions. Okay, well, don't say too much. Um, no, no, no. But it's you know the the characters like don't get along great. They have very different outlooks on how the world works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the game a bunch. I loved the co-op of it. Super unique having it. Have you played it? No. It's a split screen. Uh, and you can play it locally, like couch co-op, or you can play it online, and, but you're still seeing each other's screens. And That's cool. you also only need one copy of the game to play with two people, even online. Which oh. is so great. You just invite them to the game and... That's I don't know. Awesome. I haven't tried it, but somehow that magically works. Okay. It you send them an invite, they download the demo off of the store, and then it you can link it up with a code, and then you can play together. There we go. Yeah. That's how it works. There's a, version, there's a version called Friends Pass that you download. It's great. So uh, I I automatically like that. Oh yeah, that's great. And there's not many co-op games, you know, like. Right. So every time you get a good one. Like, it's really nice to see that somebody's actually caring and doing that. Yeah, I agree. I, I always get sad when I search Steam tags and I sort by co-op and it's like, yeah, there's a, a few hundred and it's like, they're all shitty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's ones that are just amazing fun. Uh, I mean, Overcooked is... is well, that's the, local, the, you know? It is, yes. Yeah, my my co-op partner lives in Philly, so it's hard to it's hard to make that those sort of games work. You know what would be cool is if you had VR. Okay, just stick with me here. Okay. You take VR... And you both got your VR helmets on. And then you're in a room together. And you sit down on a couch next to each other. Uh -huh. And then you co-op a game. Uh -huh. Amen. Think about how ridiculous I mean, that would be, though. Like, hey, okay, I'm glad we're you know, going to play this game together. Now we strap in the virtual I feel world. like... Uh, but then you can pretend that you're playing it, you know, in the yeah. same room. It's a, it's a virtual couch co-op. I feel co like 
some VR chat might have that. I definitely like me and me and my friend were playing VR chat and walking around and, and playing mini games within VR. They weren't necessarily on a screen, but I'm sure that that exists in some amalgamation on 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 VR chat. So yeah. you might you might be onto something. Nice. You nice. mentioned uh, yes. <laughs> Overcooked. My wife keeps asking. She's like, I keep hearing about this game Overcooked. We should play it. And I'm like, listen, I really like being married to you. <laughs> so like. We should not play that game. Like, yeah, she, and she she really wants to do it. So I'm like, ah, she keeps. Well, I'll see. I'm just like, I know that that will not go well. The first major test of my relationship with Bernie is he decided he wanted to 100% th this game uh, called Flock. I remember that. This was an Xbox 360 game, if I recall correctly. I don't know. I've blocked out a lot of details for my own peace of mind. But it's this stupid game that's so cute where you play as alien spaceships trying to abduct animals. So sometimes you're, it's sheep. You're, you're trying to abduct sheep. And uh, so you, you just have the spaceship and you use your tractor beam to basically herd them around. Mm -hmm. And it starts off really easy. It's kind of a puzzle game. You have to guide the sheep around these different... Uh, obstacles and sh sometimes you have to change things in the level in order for it to become a, a path all the way through. Here we go. It's like the. This is it. It's the happy version of Destroy All Humans. Yeah, so it's cute. It's cute and it's fun. So you have to get like all these animals. The, the sheepy sheepies are my favorite. If you push the tractor beam down on the animals too much, you will squish them. Okay. And in order to get 100%, you have to get every animal in every level. So you can't actually. Use tractor beam to suck them up and drop them off. Unfortunately, no. That would be an easy game. That's the that's the shitty. That's you guys are bumping technology. each other. Yeah, you bump. Yeah, I think I was probably trolling him at that point. <laughs> I got at, at some point I just like started drinking wine to cope because there are levels where it's a it's a night level and part of getting 100% of the animals means if there is a place where you can make it two animals hook up and make a baby, they have to hook up, make the baby because the baby counts Damn. as one of the possible okay. animals. So you do that at night when wolves are attacking, and it's just, it gets really, really aggravating really, really quickly. And so we actually did a, a this was before he reformatted Game Time into kind of an interview thing. This was the like the last hurrah of old style Game Time videos. And so we did Flock, we 100%ed it, and that was a test. I feel like if you can survive some of these co-op games, you can survive anything. You know what another one is? Portal. Portal? Really? April and I played Portal and it was like, no problem. We did really well together in See, Portal. you might do well with Overcooked then. <sighs> Maybe you should have more faith in your relationship. <laughs> I liked Portal co-op. That was so much fun. Man. Yeah. I, just, I like co-op puzzle games. Yeah, co-op puzzle games are fun. Just something about the, it's the, the fast-paced pressure and the timer of Overcooked that like, it just breeds that environment for yeah. people to start being like, what are you doing? You know, like... I find it, is, it helps. It's more unforgiving. Yeah. It is. And I find it helps in a lot of those games to have the chief. Who is given the orders? Right. And who is taking the orders? Mm -hmm. I will take the orders all day long. Don't ask me to give them. <laughs> and then we're good. Then we're good. As long as I can drink if things get really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're coping wine. You always yes. have that ready, right? Next to your controllers. Look, and it's like I keep a jug <laughs> in my purse just in case I need to cope, if you know what I mean. So. I do love co-op, though. I feel like there aren't nearly enough co-op games, so something like A Way Out, I'm just immediately in favor of already. Mm -hmm. And it, it goes through a lot of the tropes that 
you would expect of in any kind of prison break revenge movie. It goes through a lot of that that typical plot structure, but I have a lot of fun with it. And also, just knowing, it makes me want to play through it again, knowing that there are things that only occurred because we decided to do one thing as opposed to another thing. Sure. Uh, there's one part where you can try and skydive, and that lands you closer to your destination, or you can land the plane, and that's gonna land you further away, and so then you're, you have to like trek into your destination. Okay. I decided to skydive. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah, everyone would. But there's an event that only happens if you skydive. So it makes me ask, what would have happened if we landed? Mm. And so I kind of want to go back through and make all the opposite choices. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. I got to I got to I got to I know, I know let, a lot of those choices don't make a huge difference. Like, you know the one in the, the in the beginning of the game where you can go over the bridge or under the bridge. Basically, you go under the bridge, you stealth across, and then you go run through the woods cuz you're getting chased. If you go over the bridge, you drive across, and then you're getting chased in the woods. It's, like, very minor. Sure, but it's just those events. I just kind of want to yeah. see what the other events are. Yeah. Uh, and then Minute, which we had Minute on our E3 stream last year, mm -hmm. and it was the first I'd, I'd heard of it, first I've seen of it, uh, but it was really cool. Uh, I hadn't played a game like that. Uh, apparently there is a game that came out for PSP called A Half Minute Hero with a similar concept, okay. but it's, like, 30 seconds instead. But have you played Minute? No, but you told me about it You're last week. You're a great week. person to talk to about all of this stuff. I know, stuff. it's great. Uh, well, you talked to me about it last week, and it sounded really, really interesting. Yeah, so minute, you live for a minute, mm -hmm. and uh, that then you, you will die and you will respawn. And anything you changed in the world, if you, well, not anything, but a lot of the things, if you picked up uh, a key or a, a coin or a sword, then you will have that. When you respawn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then you, so you basically spend your time solving these little bits of puzzles at a time and trying to figure out what to do next time you're alive. Yeah, sounds really cool. And it's it's a very simple art style. There's, there's really not a lot of dog. There's like one dude who will talk to you and he talks really slow. He will take up your entire minute. Yeah. Oh, it's like Kapoor Gabora of yeah. the game. Right. Just really slow and the text is <laughs> uh. coming across. And so you're just like, go! Think about treasure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. So I enjoyed that game. I en uh, ended up finishing it. I was faffing around a bit, so maybe two hours. Yeah. Uh, but then it unlocks. There's a second run through and then there's a third run through. And... Uh, I don't it's, know what those consist of yet. It changes some stuff. It's 10 bucks. I think it's a fun little mess around game. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, some people might have trouble justifying two hours, 10 bucks. But if you if you want to do the, the replay factor, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love it. And I, I love seeing these indie games with just bizarro concepts yeah. that are so well executed. Yeah. Yeah. That's like cost of a meal, whatever. You know? Right. Right. Um, so the reason I haven't been playing anything else is because I, I'm glad I'm back to talk about this. Uh, I've been playing Sea of Thieves like religiously. Really? Okay, talk to yes. Me. Talk to me. So has oh, so has Bernie, and, and every time I see him, he's doing the same thing, and he seems miserable while he's doing it, but he can't stop. Oh, see. And uh, he's he's happy, but he's constantly complaining. Okay, so here's the deal. Like I know that I should be at that point where I'm starting to get burned out. What are your they're, levels? Uh, I'm almost thirty with each. Okay. Um, so you're you're so about like, the same place. Yeah, yeah. Winham should party up. Yeah, yeah, we totally should. So, like, we have here's here's why I'm playing it. Um, so, you know, after we did our discussion and everything, and I was like, my my buddy started playing, so he texted me. He's like, "Hey, let's play some Sea of Thieves," and I was like, "Okay, like, you know, it's better together, right?" 
we have become like professional pirates. Like we have our main crew and then we have like the extras if somebody can't make it. And like we have built this well-oiled machine of like how to just destroy everyone in this game. So like I don't know why I'm not bored with it yet because I've done everything the game has to offer. But like every every time we go do like a skull fort or something like that, you know, the experience is different. And we find like we kind of make our new our own new ways to like screw with people. Um, like you know, you can you can bring the TNT to them or like you know we can you dive aboard and like we've created. <laughs> Me and one of the other guys, we will like, so my character's an old man, if you guys remember that from when we played. Uh, Did you just take the first character that you saw? No, no, I kept going. I, I, how like, how I long did you man. keep going through it? No, oh, probably like 10 minutes. Okay, and right. then you saw the old man and you thought, he's yeah, the one. he's the one. Um, and so it's great, so, uh, <laughs> and this other guy, he named his uh, thing <laughs> Rook Sparrow. He renamed his gamer tag just to do that. And wow. so uh, he'll like, he'll jump aboard and be like, prepare to be boarded by Rook Sparrow. Like, and so we role play. Oh yeah. So we have a blast. And so like we'll board and we'll just like screw with people. We'll see how long we can stay alive. We've jumped on board and we were like playing songs and like singing to them. Um, and then we've had just some really, really like epic moments too. Like probably my greatest moment of Sea of Thieves happened uh, earlier this week. And it was a four hour long battle for the Skull Fort. So like Holy we got shit. the key, they managed to track us down, and before we could hide it, they sunk us. They took the key, and we're like, all right, well, we're never gonna let them turn that in. So it became this whole chase forever. Um, and and really they've updated the game now, so if they sink you, you respawn further away than you. So you God. used to respawn yeah, at the next it. island over, and probably got resunk again. Yep. Yeah. But now you spawn further away. Yeah. The pain, How much yeah, further? Uh, it's it's pretty far. Um, God, we were probably like. We were probably in the middle of the map, and then we respond in the bottom corner. So okay. like, wow. so it, it just Way pops you further. somewhere else, right? Not not the next island over. You can't just peer through your your scope and look yeah. at people. And that has helped a lot because that was one of the big problems of the game. Is like we would like go in, decimate people who are at a skull fort, start doing it, and they're already back. We had uh, one encounter where we sunk somebody four times before. Then they just waited on the outskirts for us to finish it, and then just chased us forever. Yeah. So that was I'm so glad that they made that change. Um, but anyway, we're chasing these guys and. Uh, they, we finally line it up to so where we get like maybe a couple cannon shots. So I hit two cannonballs like into the bottom of their ship, then quickly reposition it, jump in the front of it, and blast myself over. Manage to catch the ladder with oh my, my shot, stand up, and then I get one of their crew members turning and looking at me like almost like just bewildered, like no fucking way. And I blast the dude, uh, and then I run over, hit the anchor. So then our ship starts coming up, pelting him with more cannonballs, and then I kill every single person on that ship. Yeah, that's like, that's great. Yeah, that it was fucking awesome. Oh, it was so cool. And so we like every every night we like have encounters like that. If we're up for like every now and then, you know, like whatever guys just be like, can we just have a chill night? Let's just go collect some treasure, yeah. and, you know, and we'll, we'll screw with some people. But like, we have all gotten so good at our roles, and like we barely even need to communicate. Like if we see like a ship, we already know that like one of our guys has grabbed a black powder thing out of the crow's nest. I'm blasting aboard to see if they've got any treasure and to start killing them. Then he'll sink their ship. Sometimes we'll take their ship and then just see how long we can keep killing them while sailing their ship away. It's amazing how many people don't know that they can scuttle their ship. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. We've had so many awesome nights like that. I'm glad to hear that like some people are still enjoying it because conceptually it's such a like a great yeah it's such a great concept, but. You know, I, for some of us, not, not the best For me, it's that for some a game like that, I just I need to be able to do other types of things. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I can. That they go to like Tortuga and drink. And, yeah, yeah. Like maybe I want to like play a, a drinking <laughs> game and like do some like play some cards or something. Right. Uh, 
or you know, there's not really a social space. There's not really, there's just the one thing that you can do is, uh, well, you can do two things. You can either sail around sinking people's ships, yep. or you can take one of the missions and go and try and follow the map, dig up the treasure, and or kill the skeleton or yep. whatever. Take the thing back to the dude, and there you go. Yep. It's, it's, either, it's either fetch quests or trolling. And I just feel like I want a couple of like different types of things to do. Oh, totally. Not just different skins on the same fetch quests. Yeah, I know. And they really do need to make, uh, they need to drop something soon that's like, like I know they've talked about like we, we want to have um, giving everybody their own little hideouts and things like that. But like, it's getting to be about time where they need to be like, here's the plan. That yeah. said, I know they are taking like a lot of community feedback into account and like they, they're pretty vocal about saying, we're listening to what you guys are like, are saying and we're making fixes to the game right now based on your current feedback. So that's why they're saying they're not announcing anything. But like, I think it'd be really smart if really soon they kind of laid out the plan for Sea of Thieves. I look forward to seeing what they lay out and see how robust they're they're aiming to tackle and how, how robust they're aiming to make the game. So yeah. I would absolutely like to get back into it. I it's, think if you, in order to like the game right now, you have to really, really just like sailing. Yeah. You have to really, really like it, which, <laughs> you know, it's a game about pirates, so that makes a lot of sense. But, like, right now, just that is the thing. If you're not enjoying the sailing mechanic above all other things, you're probably not going to have a, the best time. Yeah. It's, it's going to get old quick. I will say that, like, when you have, like, a dedicated crew that you always play with, like, sailing the ship becomes a lot less of, like, a focus because, like, we just know what to do. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, we already feel, oh, our guy's already starting to turn the ship, so we're already over on the sails, like, putting them to stay with the wind. Um, and the other time, we're just messing around with each yeah. other, you know, playing music and whatever. Um, <laughs> the other day, one of our other things we like to do is just collect as many TNT barrels as possible, um, just while we're doing stuff. And uh, the other day, like, we had our crow's nest, like, absolutely <laughs> full of them. We, uh, we ended up counting them up when we turned them in. We had 18. Jeez. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> And that was after we were screwing with some people and like blowing up ships. So. Okay, here's a question. So, yeah. for each of the different, uh, each of the different classes or you know, each of the different uh, categories that you can level up in, there's mm. the uh, there's basically chests, uh, merchants, ch chests, merchants, and the, the skulls. skulls. Right, yeah. um, order of order of souls. Order. Yeah, of order of souls, gold hoarders, merchants. and the merchants. Yeah. Something. So, they've each got these commendations under them that want you to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Some of them are weird, like turn like turn in so many crates of bananas. Oh god, okay. Where do you even find the crates? I had that same, to put the bananas in. I, had, I have not come across very many of those, not nearly enough to make up a commentation in any kind of reasonable time. So here's the deal. I had that same problem because I, I I got a message in a bottle and it was like, turn in a crate of bananas or cannonballs or whatever it was. And I'm like, I went to like forts, outposts, like things, and I'm like, where the fuck do you find these crates? And I'm like, has anyone else ever seen these? And they're like, no, no, no. And then I was, and then I walked up to the merchant, and I said, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Here's your crate. Go fill it." Oh, and I was man. like, but "Son of a bitch!" Like, uh, <laughs> but do they give you those kinds you of missions? The, it, it tells you no. Like, I only I've only got it from message in a bottle. But then at the very bottom of the message in a bottle or something from the from the merchant thing, it says like, Visit "See a, a vendor" or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I, I. But I did that exact same thing. That said, it's really fun because those are pretty rare, and when you come across somebody who had one of those on their boat, it's it's a great way to just really screw them over. Like, we hopped on a sloop the other day, and we hear them after we killed them, like, whatever, we only have one thing. And then it happened to be a, an empty crate of cannonballs. 
So we stole all of their cannonballs. Sure. <laughs> like, we literally took all of them, As you dumped do. them into yeah. this crate. Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was great. That's hilarious. Um, we're. I was looking at the achievements as well, and I, I think this shows sort of the disconnect between probably what the developers were expecting people to be super into and what the majority of people ended up being super into. Like there's. Oh God, where are these? There's. Oh, there's one that's like yeah, turning like a hundred crates of bananas or something like that. Yeah. That's ludicrous. Like I've I've turned in, I've had the actual quest and turned in a crate of cannonballs. That's all, and I've been playing a ton. So like, and then again, a lot of the, a lot of our playing is like taking on skull forts and sure, making yeah. crazy pirate battles happen. Um, but yeah, we should definitely play sometime. I think you'd like what I mean, what you wanted when we were talking about it. Like that's what I've been getting yeah. this whole time. No, I get and, like, you, it's, man. Having a, having a having a crew that's like your your crew yeah. your people is very different than randoms. I won't play with randoms. <laughs> I just have no interest in it whatsoever. No, when I played with randoms like my first day, it was, I, all I did was get sent to the the what is it the jail the brig the brig. And I they gotta... they they have announced that they're updating that they're gonna add they're adding private crews basically so you can say if you want people to be able to join or not, mm-hmm. which is also a much or, much. Or you can just have a three person crew and troll people by voting them into the brig for fun. That's the fun in the game. Here's how I flipped it on somebody. This happened to me last night because like nobody on the crew was like down to play, and I was like, well. I was like, maybe I'll do a solo mission. I'm like, ah, let me load into someone's crew and just see where they're at. Um, and I literally loaded onto this boat that is full of, like, chickens, snakes, and pigs in cages, right? I'm like, damn, somebody's, like, on a mission for the Merchant Alliance to, like, really, like, turn in a ton of stuff, right? I'm like, okay, this will be great. They immediately put me in the brig. And then I'm like, really? They're like, oh, oh, yeah, you should just leave. And I was like, fuck you. And I just, like, and sleep. And then I tabbed out, and I started playing another game. Yep. And uh, I stayed there the entire time, and I just did something else. But I left my character there, so they couldn't get the other person. And I ended up making, I think, 15k gold. Wow. From all the stuff that they ended up turning in. <laughs> until they eventually then uh, just disbanded it all. Yep. That's funny. So, yeah, don't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. All right, here are, the, here are the achievements that I think show that they were expecting something different. There's an achievement for turning in 1,000 captain's chests. Yeah. So there's uh, there's a couple different tiers of chests. There's um, at the base there's a shipwreck chest, and then there's a seafarer's chest, and then there's a marauder's chest. Yes, marauder's and chest. And then there's a captain's chest. And then if you do the raid, there's another chest above that. But there's actually also um, little fun side chests that we never. Oh yeah, like there's the there's a drunk chest and there's yep. the crying chest. Yep. But the captain's chest is like the the top tier of what you're mostly going to come across in your missions. Yeah. And it's I, th- I feel like they've tweaked it a little bit to become more common than it was, or they, they've definitely made some tweaks under the hood to the economy. Maybe. I still come across so many goddamn castaway and seafarers chests. Oh, it's, castaway chests. That's definitely Yeah, castaway? castaway's the first one, I believe. Okay. And then it's seafarers. Uh, like, there's so many times. Did I say shipwreck chest? Yeah, that's okay. It's all good. It's a chest. Um, and then uh, there's also a spooky chest that you can get every now and then. It doesn't appear to give you any more gold, which doesn't make any sense to me or do anything cool. Um... It's like, I forgot what it's, haunted, it's called. So. Yeah, but it's like a spooky chest. And I'm like, oh, I got so excited the first time. I was like, ah, oh, that was underwhelming. Um, but yeah, every time you hit one of those, you just thunk, and you get that moment of like, oh, what's it going to be? And then you see that like grayish brown pop out of the ground. And you're like, well, that fuck. Like, you waste know what? Time. At, this, at this point, why even finish digging it up? Yeah, the other day I lined a bunch. I had an island that had like six or five or something uh, treasures, and I dug them all up, and like almost all of them were like seafarers and castaways. And my wife wanted to go to lunch, and I was just like, all right. And so I just lined them. 
along a beach. I'm like, maybe that'll make someone's day. And then I logged out. It does seem like it's too if bad you, you can't leave a message in rocks. I would love that. You could leave your own message in a, in bottle. a bottle. That would right. be great. Uh, it, it does seem like if you're going to level up to 30 or something, they should be sending you after better chests. Totally. That's just, that's, if you, they can't, if you can't get progression in terms of power, that's what you can get progression in is, oh, wow, now I can earn this next tier up of badass stuff. Yeah. Other great achievements that you're really going to enjoy. Uh, deliver a thousand banana crates. Yeah, there's no way in hell. There's no way. Like, if someone does that's that, so, like, oh my god. Uh, those achievements are so repetitive. Like, you're building your achievement system off of just boring repetition. Turn Ugh. in a thousand villainous skulls. Is it just like turn in a thousand of everything? Is that uh, achievement? Uh, no, the, the one for defeating skeleton captains is only 700. <laughs> okay. It's like they, I think they expected people to be way more into well, what else are they just do? the grind. I love, I love <laughs> carrying crates of bananas around. It's oh, yeah. my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm going to turn in a thousand. So here's, here's some to... other uh, fun ones that uh, Ben just sent over. Uh, Oh, there is one for selling a thousand shipwrecked chests, or uh, uh, so they they do have some value. Okay. I guess you can get fifteen gamer score for it. Uh, they've got one for sailing a thousand nautical miles on Merchant Alliance voyages, or uh, Order of Souls voyages, or whatever. So the achievements are kind of crazy. Yeah, it's stuff like this is why I don't care about one hundred percenting a game. It's been a, it's <laughs> been a while. I always look at. It has not I always been a look while. at them you and try to. 100 Final Fantasy X. It's like two weeks ago. <laughs> and you just started talking about how you're going to do it. Look, <laughs> I don't need this. Too. I don't need this from you guys. Uh, <laughs> I do like to look at games before before I decide if I'm going to go for it or not. I really should have checked the Final Fantasy X one a little bit closer. But it's been a while since I did it for gamer score and not for the individual achievements. Like sometimes I'll like to 100% something. Um, if it's a game that I know that I'm super crazy into, yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm, I've I've made a, a post Final Fantasy X resolution to be a bit more sensible about it. <laughs> and Final Fantasy X is the first thing that I've hundred percented in a, a while. Yeah, a long. I've only ever hundred percented one game. You could probably guess which one it is. So I won't even say it. Tell us what it is. Dark what Souls. is it? Oh, what? <laughs> That's a huge surprise. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm I'm really happy that you're having fun with Sea of Thieves. Yeah, if you man, would please that's adopt Bernie, I think he needs a good crew because uh, I've abandoned him. Teddy has abandoned him. And JD <laughs> oh, has abandoned that's him. sad. And so now he plays on a sloop by himself <laughs> or with randoms. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I can I can show him a good time. Take, please, take him in. I will. It'll it'll be it'll be great. Okay, uh, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but uh, we've also been playing. Uh, Adam and I played some Yakuza Six. Also we got. The Witcher. Oh, The Witcher! Oh my God! Well, it was scary. Tell us, okay. I, so I didn't. I, I didn't, saw you your tweets. You, you weren't here last week. I was not. But on We've two weeks that. ago, I said I have a hit list. It is Horizon, The Witcher, Persona Five. So I made a tweet, and I was like, "What should I play?" And Witcher came out on top. So I started playing The Witcher. I, as I mentioned last week, I had I was sixty hours in. I decided that I needed to restart the game just to catch up to where I was in the story. Then I would go back to my previous save. Sure. Took me about twenty hours to do that. Out of, like first time around 60 hours, second time around 20 hours because I was just doing the story for the most part. Uh -huh. um, so I caught up, went back to my save, and I took me another 30-ish hours, uh, maybe 35 hours to complete. I completed the main story of The Witcher 3. Um, 
I didn't, it, the first area, like Novograd slash Velen, that whole side of the map, I did the majority of uh, the question marks and the side quests over there. In Skellige, uh, I, when I was when I was doing the story, I felt like I didn't want to, in, in, in The Witcher, to find a lot of the side quests, you need to just physically walk around. Like, you need to run into people that will have exclamation points that you can then uh, follow on their side quests. And I will go back and do some of that stuff, but for the most part, I didn't, uh, for the second half of the game, I didn't do as many side quests. I still did a lot of them. Um, but I finished the game, and I'm super, super happy I did, because the story is, like, it's awesome. And I got, and there's multiple endings, and I was worried about which ending I would get, but I just played it by ear, and I ended up getting a fantastic ending. I don't know how it is in the in the context of, of everything else, but loved it. It was fantastic for you. That's all yes, it made me really, really happy. Um, and I started on the DLC. And there's two DLCs, uh, Hearts of Stone and then Blood and Wine. Uh, everyone says Blood and Wine is, like, a life-changing best DLC experience ever. I'm not going to play that one yet. I'm going to play Hearts of Stone first, and then I'm going to go to that one. And I'm playing Hearts of Stone, and I'm already blown away by the story. It's The writing in those games is so good. I'm so invested in The Witcher right now, dude. I'm almost on the first book. I'm going to move on to the second one, and then the rest of them probably as well. Um, it's I love the world of The Witcher, man. It's it's yeah. I'm so glad I went back to it, even though it's like... It is like it's a huge game and there's a ton to do, but man, I spend a few hours every day just like walking around, hearing stories, fighting monsters. Having spent more time with the the game and with the books, do you have any thoughts or wish list or some things that you need out of the Netflix series they're working on? We know that um, Andrzej um, Zabkowski is uh, he's working with Netflix. Uh, and also CD Projekt Red is, although it's not based on the games, it's based on the books. Okay. If Yeah, I mean... So I still think I still think Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be a good witcher. Oh, he'd um, be awesome. Or uh, Jamie Lannister. Schmorgen Heckengard. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure what I want out of the series other than... I, I don't know if I want like a, a huge overarching story uh, or if I want something that's a little more piecemeal. Like in... in in the first book, uh, it is all like one or one or so hour short stories, and and it fits The Witcher really well because like if you play the game and you do a side quest, it's like yeah, it's like kind of like a short story. Right. Uh, and in the books, it is that way. But the, the stories do give you context to larger events in the in the universe of The Witcher. Like for example, in the first book, uh, you you don't really know it, uh, but you find the origin of of Ciri and like how Ciri became to be under the like the it become Geralt's ward. Um, and last week I said Siri was Geralt's daughter. To be fair, in a quest, the lady says, are you looking for a loved one? He's like, daughter, actually. So you know what? He does claim she's her daughter because he's basically, it's basically his adopted daughter. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so I, take I, that. I would like... Internet. I would like... Um, I would like short stories, but maybe ones that also lead into an overarching story. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be like one long narrative, which is fine, too. Well, so, I also... And, and there's some things, I don't know if they touch on in the books as much, but in the game, there are places they go that they didn't expand on. And I, like, I watched uh, uh, No Clips documentary, and there were things that like the, the quest designer said, like, we were going to expand these things and make the areas larger, and but they just didn't have time. And I, I hope in the in the show, they go more into it because there are some really cool places that that game goes. So, my uh, my thing with The Witcher is that like everyone always heard how good that series is, even before three came out. You know, and I'm yeah. like, so when three was coming out, I was like, I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm gonna do that, but I hate 
jumping in in the, like the middle of something. Like I'm one of those people that I'm like, no, I have to start from the beginning. Yeah. So I picked up the like remastered editions on Steam or whatever, and so I started grinding through the first game, right? Yeah. And it was it was good. Like it was enjoyable. Um, I was I was probably halfway through. Maybe. Um, and I'm really bad about side quests, too, because I like to, I'm like, ooh, like, yeah, shiny yeah. new thing to explore. I want to know what yeah, that's I wanna about. I want to get the value out of my game. Yeah. yeah. So it was taking a while. Uh, and then finally, uh, Sam convinced me. He was like, dude, you don't need to play, like, the first game. Like, the second game was all right, too. But, like, you just need, he's like, you can go right into the third. It'll be fine. You'll enjoy it. And so I was like, all right. So I installed it, and I started playing it, and I defeated the dogs, right, which is, like, one of the first bosses, right? And then I was just like... Okay, I'm enjoying the game. This is gonna be cool. And I haven't fixed up. To wow. <laughs> Something other, some other stuff came Something up, and then like you. I got kids, yeah. and you know, like ah. It's it man. is a, like an expensive game, and I don't know, man. I, I don't think you have. You definitely don't have to play the previous two games. I started with two. Okay. Um, I well, before two came out, uh, I had always wanted to play one, but yeah, you know, I was younger. I didn't have a computer or whatever. Mm. Um, and I tried to play one. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. But I played yeah. two, and I loved it. Uh, but playing three, I will say that like. They give you a lot of context to the story, but and sometimes maybe not enough. Um, okay. Specifically, like the game is about the wild hunt, and you you kind of have to go searching for for books or just like side things that will maybe explain a little more. Like you know that the wild hunt is this like super over like big bad that like is is beyond anything that you can imagine. They're terrible, but. You, and you learn more about them as the story goes on, but you you maybe don't get uh, as much context as you may as you need if you. And I don't know if the Wild Hunt is even in the first game. Probably not, but it's definitely in, somewhere in the books. I think. Okay. <laughs> it's, it doesn't. They don't quite give you enough context there, but man, it it does wrap up real nicely. Um, my dad told me that he watched me talk about The Witcher last week, and he's like. Your dad watches? Yeah, he's really nice. That's Aww. lovely. Hey, Dad. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it was like, uh, do you think The Witcher is something I can get into, or is it too 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 complicated? And I was like, I'm buying you The Witcher. I'm sending you a controller. So I bought him The Witcher, because The Witcher was on Steam sale for like 20 bucks for everything. So I sent him that. I sent him a, a, a wired controller. And I was like, listen, take it slow, put it on easy, read all the tutorials, and I think I think you can get into it because he loves like he loves just fantasy narrative and, and things like that. I got him to play WoW one day, and he sat down in front of his computer and didn't move for like nine hours. And then he was like, "All right, I can't do this anymore because I have a life." But now he's retired, <laughs> so you can do whatever you want. Um, so no life to interrupt. Yeah. Um, and I want to be retired. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine? Would you love being retired and having all that time to play games and watch stuff and I think, I think read I stuff? Or would you be like crazy. bored out of your skull? I think I need like maybe one or two days a week where I would still like be obligated for something. Um, well, for me, like I, I just I have way too many hobbies. Like, so it would yeah. be great. Like, I could definitely keep myself busy. Yeah. Like, uh, I play guitar. I sing. I. Uh, do I work around electronics, like building custom arcade sticks, like, yeah. and, and things like that. I, I absolutely like if I just had like freedom of time, like I would just make stuff and sure. do cool things and play games a lot, a lot of games, a lot of games. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, this is since I started playing The Witcher, I, I decided I need a staycation so I can like just sit down and play it, but I haven't had time. But I might still for Blood and Wine. Um, there's one more thing I found out about. What after talking about uh, about The Witcher last week, someone tweeted me, and. They linked me to something called Witcher School, and Witcher School. Oh no! Is this dude, real life? I've heard about this. So I've heard about this. Uh, it's it's so it's in Poland, 
and it is a live action role play group, a LARP group. Yep. Uh, it's a LARP event, I would call it, uh, more than a group. Uh, but it's set in a castle, a, an actual Polish castle. Polish castle. Polish, Polish castle. castle. I can say that. You did it. Um, and you basically go with a group of Witcher role players and you take on the role of a new Witcher. And you spend three days in a castle, fully role-playing the experience, learning sword fighting, learning archery, drinking, being in like a medieval fun setting, and oh my God, do I want to do this. That sounds amazing. Uh, that is like, I'm, I, I told the people to like, let me know when the next event is, because I was, I was looking on their site and it's a little bit confusing, but it sounds like there's going to be a couple over the next year or so, and it's I'm like, I'm very strongly considering going to this. It's like, it's... It looks awesome. Hit up live action. Uh-huh. And convince him to do a dock. Hit up the lab. <laughs> and then... Look, or, look. Yeah. Look how okay. fucking awesome this is. Look at the setting. Like, man, I was looking at the gallery for this. The photos are so great. Look, look at all this, man. Yeah. Ugh. Yes, if you can get a dock out of this, then the, then the company will pay for it. <laughs> right. How, uh, God, it looks so awesome. What about... Uh, how about uh, send this to Pitchfest? So all right, we should do, send it to Pitchfest. We should, we should yeah. do stuff. Around right, look, like yeah, it's I, content. Dude, yeah. Man, it'd be great. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm like I'm so glad I went back to The Witcher. This has been I, I can't believe I, I took a break and but I'm happy I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And that now looks that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, now you're planning your next vacation. Yeah, <laughs> we've got Poland. <laughs> uh, come on though. Like any any vacation where you can go stay in a castle sounds Pretty dope. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, I still need to bring in my chainmail to show you. Yeah, you do. We've been talking about he because he wants to work on a chainmail project. Okay. And I've got my little chainmail kit at home. Yeah. I've got all my different size rings. Like for this kind of project, you might want this kind of ring. Okay. For this kind of project, what about this? I'll right. bring it in tomorrow. How <laughs> cool. About that? that sounds good. Oh man. So yeah, that that's what I've been playing. Where's my phone? Hey Siri. Thank Here. you. Oh, it's been <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Where are you? Hey Siri, remind me at 5 p.m. to put chainmail stuff in the car. That may be the first time Siri heard that request. Hashtag not an ad. What? 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 What accent is that? Oh, um, I. It's British. Uh, the British female. It, yeah, it's a Same British lady. The they updated the voice, uh -huh. uh, and the American one sounds too chipper, and I can't deal with her in the morning. Wait, they changed the Siri voice? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so it's uh, she's she's just like very like upbeat and positive, and sometimes I'm like I need you to chill out a little bit, so I switched to the British. Is it a one. different voice actress? I guess yes. it's, I don't know. Is it a voice actress? Is that? Yeah. Or did they build? I, it? I think I think someone does does. Well, I mean, voices, it is right? a, like, it is a person. I remember because she wasn't allowed to say it was her, and then there was like a big controversy. Yeah. But I don't know if it's that is considered voice acting or if that's considered like I consider that voice acting, sure. Yeah, right. you're, but, you're doing a vocal performance. But then I don't you never know. Then, like they've got things like Hatsune Miku, uh, who that's entirely synthetic. Well, Siri is not. Siri is <laughs> real. You know, I don't know. They they might use voice samples as well to then generate a vocal pattern. Right, right. That's things that we can do now because we that's, live in I mean, the that's, future. That's definitely what's happening. But I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Anyways, moving uh, on. Speaking of Hatsune Miku, I went to a Hatsune Miku concert one time. Because, okay, tell me because, more. Because Funimation invited me. Did They're they doing do the one in Dallas. Dance? What? Did they do the leak dance? So, so, yeah, it's, okay. It was a very interesting experience because, like, my concert going experience my whole life was like, I would go to like a punk show, right? Or and like, for, for those who don't know what Hatsune Miku is. Uh, she is a digital idol in Japan. Uh, so she is a hologram. 
that they bring out on stage in this big hologram panel. Uh, and then she performs all these songs that are 100% vocally synthetic. Um, and so everybody loses their mind for it. She's super cute, right? Uh, and it's this cool attraction to see holograms dancing around on stage, right? So, sure. Um, so we go to the concert, and everyone had glow sticks. And when the music was going, every single person was doing this in time. And like I was up in this box, and so I was looking down, and it was, like, it was this really interesting, like almost culty thing going on. Everybody's like perfectly in time with their glow sticks. And my favorite part is when a song was done, instead of like... So here we go. It, so when, that's how they cheer. So whenever <laughs> when the song was done, then everyone wiggles. <laughs> right? Um, anyway, but so it was, it was cool to uh, see this experience. Something I never probably would have gone out and sought out on my own. But I was really glad that I had the opportunity to, you know, do this experience and watch this. But I'll tell you, when everyone lost their fucking mind, like everyone's already enjoying, like you know, when she came out and all this stuff. But then she has a moment where she, she like stops. She goes, "Hello, Dallas," and like everyone was like, "Yes!" Like I'm the whole She knows shit. where we are. She knows where we are. Like, uh, it was wild. But yeah, thanks to Funimation for bringing me out to that. If you get the opportunity, you should go see it. It's definitely. Uh, it's much different from my standard concert experience. That's, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'll get digital punk bands anytime soon? <laughs> I doubt it, but uh, who knows? I mean, we'll see. <laughs> because I, it must be a pain in the ass to like bring all this stuff around. I mean, I guess they always have to bring equipment, but like they're bringing you know stuff to. They have sort of a band, kind of. Uh, I that might have the guitar player. See yeah. Drums. It's a keyboard? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times they do shows with so I don't this is one of the other ones. They have she has like a whole little group of idols now. Um, but uh yeah, they bring out this huge like hologram screen and like that's gotta be crazy to do. Yeah, maybe they just roll it up at the end of the show. It's pretty awesome. Stick yeah. it in a truck. There they are, they're all doing it. Yeah, they're all perfectly in time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That, that's ridiculous, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of uh crazy Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. Good, good uh, segue. We've, nice. <laughs> we've been playing lots of Yakuza. So okay. let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about it. Okay, so. What the hell is that? That's our favorite glitches. It's floor knife fighting. Going uh, so, have you uh, ever played a Yakuza game? The Yakuza games, no. I played, like, you know, Grand Theft Autos back in the day, but never did Yakuza. Right, they're, so they're uh, I'd never I'd never played one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never played one before. Nope. Uh, and we decided to play six. Okay. So um, it's it's coming out next week. So uh, we talked to Sega and we we're like, we'd like to get some copies, please. And they were like, here you go, have fun. Like there was like no embargoes, no restrictions. Just try not to spoil everyone and have a great time. Oh, that's nice. And so they were, yeah, they were uh, really lovely and gracious about it. Uh, so we've been playing through it, and this was a very new experience for me because I didn't know much about the franchise. Uh, I'd seen, I think. The majority of what I'd seen involved uh, the the main character, uh, Kiryu, looking very stern. Yeah, he looks angry all the time. He does. He does. But uh, he does it good. Yeah, he fight, oh yeah. He, like, he, oh yeah. he fights good, so he backs it up. Yeah, he's a And good it basically, it plays out like um, it's uh, open world-ish in that, like, there are these zones. And it's urban, so if you want to think of, like, a... You know, when you like plunk down in GTA and you feel like, oh my God, I'm in the city. Yeah. It's a little bit like that, except it's uh, just it's a neighborhood of Tokyo. There's no it's there's like no a, cars, there's no guns. It's a couple But it's walks. that herbal hmm. urban like exploration, and okay. it's, it it uh, reflects the city. It's small. It's like you're not you're not in a big. You think GTA, think big expansive world, gonna go punch random strangers. This is more just like 
in a city, small, okay. little yeah. teeny town. It's in, it's in and, like and this, this neighborhood of Cumberland. You're walking and punching thugs. There are thugs in Lots groups. of thugs. Uh, this is <laughs> and they not don't like stand a chance. real Japan. They're babies. But they, they chase you. They, they chase you. Then you have to punch them. Okay. And, and you, you find a baby, and you decide, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the baby. Well, I don't know. look, you don't just, like, find don't, a, you don't find you a baby on babies? a string well, You kind of just find a baby, and you decide, I don't know whose baby this is. I better... I better be the one to take it. Look, okay, you are misrepresenting this uh, grossly. Yeah. Little okay, bit. so here's what happens. Okay. So in the last five games, uh, the this main character, uh, Akazuma Kiryu, he's gone gone through the like he's you know basically like a rock star of the Yakuza, but he's decided that he wants out of that life and he uh, he goes to prison for three years basically does his time so that he can get out and go to the orphanage that he manages and, and take care of those kids with his adopted daughter, Haruka. Okay. And then he gets out of prison. It turns out Haruka's been missing for three years, and she just turned up because she got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And so she's in a coma in the hospital, and she has a baby. This, I just want and, you to know, and, this and, sounds like a soap opera. And that right. 40, it's basically that, like a Japanese mafia soap opera, but it's great. That, okay. that, that set up, that 45 seconds that she just explained to you in the game takes 40 minutes. 40 <laughs> minutes. You open the game and you watch 40, I'm not exaggerating, 40 minutes of cutscene. 40. That's crazy. And you play for maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds, okay, maybe a minute throughout that 40, so you get 39 minutes of cutscene, one minute of gameplay. Oh I, don't, I don't think Adam has a lot of tolerance for cutscenes. I super <laughs> do, because I love Metal Gear Solid 4, but man, it just was so slow, god damn it's slow paced. Anyway. <laughs> and convoluted. Is, is that, that why you said he's the baby? So people, people are mad at me for, because I'm not a fan of Yakuza and I'm playing the games. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's important. I, wanna, I, wanna tr- I wanted to try it. It's not my fault that I don't like it. It's, it might be a good game for some people, just not for me. No, it's absolutely a good game for a lot of people. Yeah. I think. Uh, it's just that not every game appeals to every person. Exactly. Otherwise, we would all buy the exact same stuff. Yeah. Uh, but in that 40 minutes, it also does take you through, like, it. you... you encounter characters from earlier in the series as well, and it tries to explain to you who they are. You should see, sorry, Adam's eyes narrowing every time he starts describing. He's like, don't believe her. It's bullshit. Don't believe the lies. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they, listen, there is a story there for people that like that story. I just didn't like the story, so it makes I'm, it's making me relive it. <laughs> as, but you don't just take this baby. You figure out this is her baby, uh, and... Child Protective Services is going to take it away and just like put it in an orphanage, and then uh, you feel like then Kiryu is like I can't do anything to help this baby if that happens. So he takes the baby and he's going to go find the father. Yeah, they decide that the next accuser member, best person to take care of this baby. Uh, I mean, <laughs> parts of the game you're walking around with a baby, and then when people want to fight you, and then when people want to fight you, you take the baby and you hand it to someone. You're like, you just, all right, stay there, baby. You, I'm going to punch you, these people. You hand it to a bystander. You're like, here, hold him for a second. And then you lay the smack down, and then you take the baby back, and then you continue walking around town. Who would do that? It's fantastic. Hold my baby. I need to kick some ass. And then he's just like, you imagine being that person? Like, surely one of them has got to be like, I need to go find the police. Look, anytime you get in a fight, there are bystanders basically around the fight zone, just like watching and spectating. Look, if there's a fight, People watch. If you like, if there's a fight, I'm gonna go towards and be like, "What's going on? Is someone getting hurt?" That's just 
That's just human nature. So someone among all those people is going to be happy to stop clapping and going, yay, and hold a baby for a couple seconds. Yeah. It's, it's like you always know when a fight's going to go down because somebody's like, here, hold my jacket or hold my beer or whatever. That's his now. Here, hold, He's my like, baby. hold my baby. Hold and somebody's like, oh, shit. I will hold say my this, baby. I'm that, going in. Yeah, exactly. That part of the game is super slow because you can't run while you hold a baby, apparently. So you just walk like this. No, you can uh, run. You can absolutely you, run. I, or can you? I was running all over the place with that baby. I was super trying to run <laughs> with that baby, and it was not working. It totally works. All right, maybe Listen, wrong. Listen, when you guys said we were going to talk about Yakuza, never in a million years did I think that this was going to be our conversation about the baby mechanics. See, and that's <laughs> the crazy thing about it is I just, based on what I'd seen, it seemed like this very serious, uh, very serious. And it, the story treatment itself is pretty serious, yeah. but the gameplay is much Lighter, and there's all these bizarro side quests that you can do, do you play that are a very different tone. No. no, but there is a mini game where the baby starts crying and you have to soothe it. Oh, that's so uh, fucking like, annoying. Do you want to rock the baby? Does the baby want to be rocked? Does it want oh, to be no. like? Do you want to be like upsie daisy? Like so you can shake it. I don't. I, hey, I wasn't picking. I wasn't. I wasn't picking up on the cues for what the baby fucking wanted. So I was just trying everything. Oh. I was shaking the fucking baby. That wasn't and working. It, and you have to you do, do it with, with the, the controller. controller. So you either move the controller side to side or up and down, or you like flick the sticks. Um, I have enough of that I, shit at home. There's I just no waited. No, you'd be really good at it. But it's like. I'm just you're waiting walking. until he goes, I don't know, he goes, I don't know what he wants. And you wait for a couple more seconds and it goes, does he want me to lift him up? And then you go, uh, and then okay. you lift him up. I was just persistently trying things until they worked. <laughs> See, like, the thing, <laughs> the, thing, the, the thing about it is, like, you don't, uh, you don't, like, this is just, you're walking to, like, get a quest done and, like, you stop, like, every, yeah, I don't know, like, 30 seconds to soothe this fucking baby. Because he won't stop. He's, he needs, he's so needy. That's because I, he's I chose hungry. not to have You're kids. walking around trying to find the baby some milk because the baby's hungry. Of yeah. course he's going to be upset. Everyone's turning you down for milk. Where did you Going for milk was it? It wasn't the farm. You, you know, you end up getting milk from uh, the was barber. Bar? They recently a got a barber. Recently yeah, had a yeah. You go to the barber. The the pharmacy <laughs> doesn't have milk. The, the barber's family recently had a baby, so they might have milk because you're in an area. It's like a you know like a red light area of town. There's not a lot of late night places that are selling baby milk. Get, Adam, get, well maybe the some, right red light places and a shave. Anyways, that game's all right. <laughs> It's just like if you don't like the story, the game is 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 so much story. It is, and, and I it wasn't the story for me. To be fair, it might also like it's it's important to make the accommodation that we're starting on these. This isn't even the sixth entry. This is actually the seventh entry because there's Yakuza Zero. Absolutely. Uh, and there's something like thirteen total games across the series, <laughs> and so we're coming into it very very late. Totally. And I think that the game did does a good job of. Of trying to like catch you up and introducing you to like what the different characters mean. Right. Like you run into this um, this dude who has been in the previous games, and you're like, ah. Yeah. They explain to you who he is, what the relationship is, and at, at first they're laying a lot of those on you, mm -hmm. so it can be tough to absorb, especially if you're not well, great they, no, yes, with uh, with Japanese names, and you're like, okay. I uh, but. Eventually, you recognize, you remember the faces, and you're like, oh, that guy, cool. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a lot of, like, a lot of characters to keep track of. And, I, like, totally. I'm not as invested as someone who's played the last 12 Yakuza games. But I'm, I'm just trying to see what it's like to jump in, and it was tough. But uh, there were some redeeming qualities. Like, you can really break people's nuts. 
you can really break yeah. it. You pick people up, and if there's a telephone pole, there you go. Ah! And you <laughs> oh just want to slam their nuts into the it's telephone pole. It's pretty cool. So it, it's a brawler, right? Uh -huh. uh, and so you're, it's mostly like punching and kicking. But as you go through uh, and you're, you're fighting, you build up the, this heat meter, and then you can basically switch into super mode. It's extreme heat bound. Okay. Um, or you can just do uh, specific actions, and they're all context dependent. So if there's, if you uh, are next to a car, and you punch a guy and you hit the right button, then it does this really cool thing where you smash him basically into the hood of the car. Nice. And it's just this this badass super move that will probably kill the dude. I mean, knock him out. Just there, knock him yeah. out. Just or or light, non light pole to the nuts. Yeah, yes, light pole to break, the nuts. Break or the nuts. there's one where uh, sometimes you're fighting with allies and you can do a move where like you pick a dude up and like chuck him on the ground and your ally will pick a dude up and like chuck him down on top of him and you make a people stack. <laughs> At any point, do you use the baby for combat? No. Damn. Unfortunately. Well, no. I mean, you just like toss the baby at somebody. You know they're gonna catch yeah. it, then just hit them in the face and take the baby back. <laughs> so. yeah. But, but uh, it's there's, it's, it's fun. It's not, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really happy that I played it because it's a cool entry to the series, uh, and I'm probably gonna go back and play some of the others. There's um. Uh, uh, Yakuza Kiwami came out, uh, and there's uh, Yakuza Zero, and so you can start to like uh, piece together the story because I really like the character, and it's a bummer in to some degree because this is actually um, Kiryu's last game. Like they've they've stuck through with with this character through the series mm -hmm. up to this point, and now they're they're sunsetting him. I don't know what they're gonna do now, but I like seeing his story from at this point so much. I kind of want to go back and see all the other stuff. Okay. So I'm curious if this will uh, help introduce more people to the series. They've certainly done what they can to make it accessible, considering it is, uh, you know, basically like the end of, yeah. of his story. Yeah. So. But it's the song of life. It's the song of life. So I I, I don't know. I, I liked it. It's not the kind of game that I feel like you need to play this like right now mm -hmm. or you're gonna miss out on this cultural event. Mm -hmm. But it is a game that I think is worth playing. Yeah. If you're okay with cutscenes. I am okay. It's it's if you <laughs> it's if you enjoy the content of the cutscenes, not necessarily the cutscenes. Uh, they're very talky and they're in Japanese. Yeah. Okay. It's subtitled. I mean listen, I love Metal Gear Solid 4. That, that game starts with an hour and a half cutscene. It's pretty much a movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, or that game ends with an hour and a half cutscene. Holy shit that game has long cutscenes. But it's important to the story of Metal Gear. But that's the thing. Is like well, I'm, these I mean, are I'm important invested, to the story. I'm in, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm invested in Metal Gear, not invested in Yakuza. It's different things, different strokes for different folks, people. But also learned a lot of things. Like I am terrible at pronouncing anything Japanese. Like I've always called it um, Yakuza, it's but they were pronouncing it like Yakuza. Yakuza. And I was like, so now I'm really paranoid about how I pronounce it because <laughs> oh, I want to pronounce it correctly, that's, but yeah. I'm terrible at it. But it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine to have an English pronunciation of something. It's not like anyone's going to fault you for that. Yeah, no. but it's not the pronunciation. But of that's it, the maybe. Japanese pronunciation of it. Like the, the, there's there's tolerance, man. Well, yeah, I, I can understand. Like, because I try to like I'm a huge fan of Japanese culture, uh, and so like I, that's one of my goals is to be fluent in Japanese. I've like started like doing some of that, uh, and so like. I try and use, like, if it's, like, a very clearly, Jap like, Japanese word, I'll say it the way it should be said in, in Japanese, right? The, but if it's a word that's become so Americanized, yeah. I don't say it because then I sound like a pretentious ass. Right. Like, like, for example, anime, right? Like, yeah, it's I not can't, anime. I can't stand it when people are like, anime, right? Which yeah. is how they would say it, 
in Japan. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna do that because you just sound like one of those. I'm not gonna be one yeah, of those people. Yeah, I got you. Um, I mean, yeah. maybe. I mean, if you're in Japan, you're like speaking Japanese or talking to Japanese people. Maybe mm. you accommodate them. Never mind. <laughs> Why are we on this tangent? All right, fine. We'll move off the tangent. But regardless, yeah, baby. <laughs> Cute baby, man. Is a cute baby. That you can shake. All right, so instead, let's talk about some news. Yeah, what's going on? A couple things been going on this week uh, of interest. Uh, one, I think that's a major one that uh, more people should know about. The FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has sent out some warning letters to a couple of companies, including uh, video game console makers, about their warranty stickers. <laughs> you know when you get like a, a console or something, this is very applicable to Nintendo right now in particular because of the issue they had with uh, third-party docks breaking consoles. You've okay. heard about that, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Scary stuff. Terrifying. I can't imagine losing my saves. Now I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, and you're a save hoarder. I am a safe hoarder. I'm just going to stack those saves all day long. But uh, so uh, this was this has been just very, very recently an increasing problem for Nintendo. Uh, but for just video game console makers in particular, or just in general, they a lot of times on the console will have some sort of sticker mm -hmm. telling you that if you open the console, if you do anything to it, Void it voids the warranty. Yep. The FTC has sent out a warning letter saying, you can't do that. That's really? not legal. So I'm, I'm going to look up the exact quote here um, from the FTC. But uh, they've been given 30 days basically to update their policies uh, to comply with regulations. You ever remove your warranty sticker? Oh, yeah. Like what's so, so I used to, um, I got really into like, when, like, I told you about like electronics is like one of my hobbies. Um, so I got really into like customizing Xboxes and then... Did you do customized controllers? Uh, That's what I started doing. So my very first thing I ever did for like like altering or modding a uh, video game thing was a Nintendo 64. I took a gray controller and a yellow controller and I took them apart and I combined them. So there's a gray top, yellow bottom and a yellow top, gray bottom. Those nice. Yeah, that was nice. my first one. You um, know, on Amazon, uh, I've seen uh, it's really easy to buy kits to customize Nintendo Joy-Cons yeah. for, the, for the Switch. Yep. I actually... Uh, I mean, I ended up buying these really sweet custom uh, custom Joy-Cons. God, I'm so jealous amazing. of you. So I've said this so many times. They're so nice. They're SNES, so nice. They're SNES Joy-Cons. Yeah, they're SNES Joy-Cons. Oh, those are so cool. Oh, no, Michael got some of those. He has like yes. a whole Oh, God, I'm so jealous of they're, it. They're really great. They're expensive. Yeah. Um, but they're really cool. Uh, but I also bought from Amazon uh, a kit to customize some Joy-Cons uh, for, the, for the Office Switch. I just haven't mm -hmm. done it yet. Because okay. I haven't, I've never really modded hardware. And what what is the what does the kit contain? Uh, it's just the, the outside. Shell, right? yeah, yeah, it's just the shell. Oh, okay. Basically, just like take the shell so off. So it's not a skin; it's an actual hard shell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Interesting. Uh, there was when the switch came out. Remember, there were a lot of stickers yeah. uh, and things that came out, and then it turned out they were like eating the rubber. Yeah, which is cool. Or, yeah. or something. I don't do that anyway. I don't want to put stickers on my console. Mm -hmm. No, they they don't look quite right. Yeah. But uh, a full on shell, that's different. Um, so, and that's, that's a, a, one example of a mod that would theoretically void warranties, yep. but turns out that's not supposed to be the case. That's uh, really interesting. So here's what the FTC said. They said, provisions that tie warranty coverage to the use of particular products or services harm both consumers who pay more for them, as well as the small businesses who offer competing products and services. So basically saying um, that, that it violates what's called um, the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act. Mm -hmm. uh, 
is misleading and needs to be updated or else. Man, so here's the question. Okay, go ahead. Should that void the warranty or not? Right, and that's kind of where I'm at because like, I can see why they're saying that, but at the same time, the reason they do that is to keep you from fucking with their product. Like, like I'm thinking of it from like a repair standpoint. One of the worst things in the world is like, like if somebody has something that's broken, like for example, when I was working on Xbox and stuff, if somebody brought me just like, hey, my Xbox stopped working, that is way easier to then troubleshoot the problem from the beginning, right? But if somebody would bring me something and it was like, hey, this stopped working, I tried to fix it, then it's like, oh Jesus, like, cause you don't even know, like, then you don't know what's what, been done or, you know. What yeah. was initially broken and what has been broken as a result of the fixing. Right, and so that's why they do that. They don't want you to screw with it because then if you send it back in, you could have you could have caused the problem yourself. Totally. They know that if you didn't go in there, it's probably, and it's a hardware failure, it's gonna be on them. Right. But, so I don't, I don't know, that's, mm, that's tricky. Yeah, like on the one hand, uh, I, I, I can see why not being able to use a service would is like that would be a nice option mm. to be able to take it in somewhere locally instead of like oh great now they send you the box and you have to send it back and they may or may not be able to save your stuff you're not going to know until you get it back and maybe everything's wiped yep. uh, or you can take it in locally and talk to someone which is always nice and be like hey I have questions about this whole thing how is this going to work and have them fix it mm. uh, and and that seems to be largely what uh, the FTC is focusing on is that small businesses should be able to do repairs uh, and without without voting the warranty. I don't know if they need to get like certifications from the manufacturer or if they should need to get certifications. That's crazy. So normally how that would work is they they do void the manufacturer's warranty when they go in there and repair it, but they should then issue their own warranty. The, oh, the, the local repair there, But it's only on their work though. It doesn't include the rest of the box. That's true. But um, do things like, uh, I've never upgraded like my PS4 hard drive. I don't think the PS4, but like does the Xbox One, do you have to break a sticker to, to get in there to, to upgrade the hard drive? I just, uh, I don't know, I just plugged one in. Yeah, but I'm saying, like you can upgrade inter like the internal hard drives for, I know that at least the PS4, um, I assume. Yeah, although I, th I think anything, at the, at the moment, the way it's been, anything you do to open it up and change anything voids their warranty. Interesting, because that's kind of a, man, the PS4 is, it needs that. Especially in the older models, but yeah, it's 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 a tough. I get it. Like I, I wouldn't like if I was the person fixing all these things, I wouldn't want to like figure out what someone else did to fuck up the yeah. machine. You know, just be like, oh, it's it's this common problem. No, it's like, what is what? Why are there screws loose? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Although on the uh, on the flip side of things, it also seems like a lot of times the manufacturers they have those warranties in place because they want to scare people to not look inside the box. They don't want you looking, they don't want you touching, they don't want you knowing how their stuff works. And so sometimes it seems like on manufacturer's part, it isn't always about the integrity of the repair. Yeah. It can also be about their, you know, their trade secrets, essentially, sure. what they consider. No, they can, they can only be so secret if there are millions of them in people's houses. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, someone, someone's going to figure out how they work. Yeah. But, uh, you know, or they're trying to fight off you know, mod communities or homebrew, yeah. that kind of thing. Even yeah. though sometimes homebrew is very, very helpful. Um, in fact, uh, Ben just uh, sent a reminder over. Um, the recently, you know, you know how Nintendo doesn't have cloud saves mm -hmm. on the Switch, which has become an additional pain point uh, that it doesn't have cloud saves and you can't transfer saves off anywhere because, well, 
Nintendo. people's consoles are getting bricked. Uh, but uh, hackers recently been able to get it running to be able to back up saves. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Mind you, you do that, probably going to avoid your warranty. Although maybe not now. It depends. Uh, I wonder, do, can they do it with an external drive? Uh, I don't know the, the details, but yeah. um, it's, uh, it's software he's planning on uh, releasing to GitHub later. That's great. Gotcha. So people can, if Nintendo won't do it, people can. Although I think that uh, for, I, I would very much hope that if Nintendo wants to start charging for their online service later this year, at the very, very least, it should be in that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, I'm uh, so PSN, curious to see what their offerings are when they up when they start paying, charging for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I mean, uh, PSN, you have to have PlayStation Plus to no. to uh, cloud yeah. save, don't you? I believe so with cloud save. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the reason is, I upgraded is, to PlayStation yeah. Plus. Yeah. Well, and they changed it. You need PlayStation Plus to play most games online too now. Yeah. That was yeah. A, that was a, that was with this generation. Yep. Right. Um, I'm honestly glad they did it because I feel they got a much better product out of it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that uh, the the way they had it previously was like, it's like it was pretty janky. It's like, eh, but it's free. Yeah. But now the you know between the like offering their the games for free as long as you're you're a subscriber and having the additional services, it's very much improved. The service. It also got rid of those people. Do you remember like those people in the like 360 PS3 era who were always like you know like. You pay to play online, you know, because you're yeah. playing on Xbox. It's like, dude, come on. Like, well, now, now you just get that from PC people. That's true. <laughs> uh, so elsewhere in news. Um, so GTA 4. This is an old game at this point. It's, like, it's coming up on coming up on 10 years here. Yeah. Uh, but apparently some of their music licenses are expiring. Oh, no. For, for one of the radio stations yeah. in particular, uh, Vladivostok FM. So Rockstar is going to be patching a bunch of music out of the game. Oh, no. Oh, they're not going back to try and reacquire the licenses, or I guess it failed? They, uh, they're going to replace some of the music with other music, uh, but it's, and maybe they've renewed some licenses, but hmm. couldn't get these ones. So they're going to patch music out. They, they haven't issued a, like a list of here's the music that's going to be removed. Uh, and it's not like this is the first time music licenses have affected games. Uh, Alan Wake, they ended up delisting because some of their music licenses expired, Damn, and I guess dude. instead of replacing the music, they just delisted the game. <laughs> that's cr that's crazy. Now here's what. I mean, how many games is this? This must happen in a lot of games. Why don't yeah, you get like it, you know, it, it happens, Yeah, it happens to games themselves sometimes. Uh, there was was it a Deadpool game? I think yeah, that, Deadpool that was the one that pulled, left and came back and then came back. And then yeah, left it again. got like delisted from stores because their license to use the IP expired, yeah. so they could no longer sell the game. That kind of thing is crazy to me. Yeah, so, like when, when EA, or when the Star Wars license expires for EA, like are you not gonna be able to buy Battlefront anymore in 10 years or whatever it is? I, I'm sure EA has negotiated that solidly, Yeah. Okay. but yeah. it's Hopefully. it's kind of weird regardless. I, I guess where I get a bit of a chip on my shoulder about it, um, admittedly, because it, you know, it's not like I play a ton of GTA 4 right now. It's more of a principle thing. Is that let's say you bought this game eight years ago, mm. with these license, these music licenses intact, should they be changing the product that you paid for? Well, right. By patching the music out, you know, all this time later, it seems like they just shouldn't be able to sell new versions of the game with that in it. I think it just comes down to the fact that they had a really shitty agreement. Like that, this this situation should not be arising. Like, yeah. 
Especially with something uh, like Rockstar. Yeah, like uh, that signifies to me the mentality of them being like, oh, fuck, this is still going in 10 years. Who gives a shit? Like, and it is, and it's still immensely popular. And now that's coming back. They should, like, mm, it was cheaper to do it. I'm sure it was. It was cheaper to do a 10 year license than it was for, like, to have it for in perpetuity in the yeah. game. Uh, so mm. that actually happened with Super Meat Boy as well. Uh, oh, did it? Originally, the, when the game released, I think it was on 360 and PC back in 2010, the original composer like had his agreement with the team on what it was going to be used for. And when they redid it for PS4, Vita, and when it eventually came to the Switch as well, he refused to license the original soundtrack and, for those consoles, and they brought in a whole new team to like redo the soundtrack, so it was similar but different. Man. Wow. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Music in general can be tough. Remember that thing that happened... Last year with uh, Alex, was it last year? Yes, with uh, Alex Maurer, yeah, composer oh yeah. for an indie game who had a contract dispute and started DMCAing videos. That, that was that a had ugh. like let's plays that had the music oh, yeah. in the game because um, they decided that uh, that they were owed additional money and so that nullified the contract that they had and they had the rights and the studio said no you were work for hire you don't have any rights to the music and it became a huge issue so uh, the contracts for music in particular seem difficult I know. they seem they seem very difficult at best it, i think that entire industry That's is true. uh is handled uh in a very different manner than we typically handle yeah. like video games i stuff. mean it does seem to be an even like we see that here. Like, there's been, like, we're very strict about our music licensing, and that must go through the proper channels uh, mm-hmm. to get any of that stuff approved. So, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, finally, some stuff about the PlayStation Five. Okay. So uh, I don't know. Did you guys discuss any of this last week? Any PlayStation Five? I uh, sort of. We stuff? we sort of touched on the same stuff we touched on in that news discussion. Okay. Um, so there's been. Um, uh, an additional report that has come out since then from uh, uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku. Remember, in we did a standalone video about the the PlayStation Five. There was some uh, speculation about like the the hardware that is going to be running AMD stuff. Sure. Um, there's some speculation about when it might be coming, uh, which they were saying it could be coming this year. And at the time, really? we were like, that seems off. This was more yeah. speculation by the source based on the report that there are dev kits with mm. developers already. Keeping in mind, if there are, are you know, at, at an early, very early stage, dev kits are probably not, here's a prototype console. Dev yeah. kits are probably, here's some target hardware. This is the kind, this is the level that we're shooting for if you want to start developing something. Um, so they're probably just really ugly PCs. Also, right Sony likes to ride their console lifetime out for a long time. Well, well. The, the last console generation was unusual. It was longer than previous generations. Well, by even PS, far. PS2 was insane. That's true. They did keep PS2 in uh, in the market for several years after the PS3 was out. Oh yeah, like I no, I can't remember when the last in one fact, was released. Only just it was like towards the end of the PS3's lifetime. There was like the last game came out for PS2. Yeah. It was, was it nuts. FIFA, was it a FIFA game? So they. Uh, it was a sports game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they stopped producing the PlayStation 2 in 2013. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, let me see. What, let me see. What's the last PS2 game? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a sports game. I think it was PES 2014 Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah, there we go. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So. What was the date on that? I'm um, looking it up right now. I think it's 2014. 2014. It was a soccer game. I was close. 
Nice. So, uh, you know, that was they, four years ago. They do, but it's also <laughs> like the the Xbox 360 was manufactured for several years into the Xbox mm. One life cycle, and a lot of that's because th there's a market for people oh, yeah. who want the cheaper thing. They don't want the newer thing. Yeah, but mostly probably like parents or the grandparents who are like, oh, it's super cheap now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm just saying, like, Sony traditionally, like, gives their consoles a real good lifespan. I don't know. I just don't feel like, like, right now my PS4 is serving all of my console needs. Like, yeah. I feel like it's going strong. And I, I'm not like, damn, I really wish we had a new console now. Well, they're but. also selling so well at this point that they're on track to pass the PS2 for lifetime sales. That's crazy. Yeah. And it seems like if I was Sony uh, and I was the, the, the big boss of Sony, I'd say, let it ride. <laughs> That's what I would say in every board meeting, Just and like people that. would be like, "So when should we put out the PS5?" And I'd be like, "Let it ride." Yeah, Hire Ashley; she can do it. Yeah, yeah, I can run Sony. I can run that shit. No big deal, right? Got to be got to be pretty easy. Anyone can do it. Um, <laughs> I, please don't. I, be, I can't. I can't. No, you've got your one policy. Let it ride. Let it ride. <laughs> Just see where the company goes. I, I'm running for election uh, for PlayStation boss. That's how it's done, right? Yep. And that's, that's, that's my campaign promise. Let it, let it ride. <laughs> you got, all you have to do is hire Cambridge Analytica, right? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's that whole thing is fun. Speaking of, there's another <laughs> we could talk about. It was, uh, that involves Steam. It's okay. a fallout from some uh, oh, privacy stuff. This is sad. This is a little sad. Uh, but uh, last thing on the, the PlayStation notes, people are saying uh, 2018. Uh, and uh, Jason Schreier's report is saying, no. It's going to be a while. Like, 2020-ish, maybe. Well, which what, seems sorry? for PS5. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, seems reasonable. You know, so Sony may also be saying, "Let it ride," okay. which I can support. But uh, that seems more reasonable to me. That puts it at, um, you know, like seven. That's like a seven-year lifespan yeah. for the for the PS4, which I'm sure would con con continue out for several years after they release the PS5. Yeah. They've got. Uh, lot of exclusives planned this year and next year already, so they'd have to start doing, uh, you know, generation bridging if for for some of those titles if they wanted to bring it out this early. Yeah. It just it seems like like the 2018 thing just seems too soon, but uh, it looks like that's not going to be the case. Okay, which I'm fine with. I don't. I am too. You yeah. know the um, admittedly. The, I can I can see an argument for it in that the base PS4, um, you know, it's not, it's no longer pushing the limits of uh, console hardware. Yeah. It was, but hardware continues to outpace everything, and so now it's not. Uh, and so that was the the PS4 Pro was they were like, look at the 4K nows, look at all the 4Ks. But also the 4K on that apparently is like, oh no, wait, it was the it was the Xbox version. The 4K was kind of like, eh, like it's it's there, but it's. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I can see why you, you'd say, like, well, get one out that's more powerful that can yeah. better support that. But then you're looking at, like, we could do that every year. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see. As long as it, what they need, I think, for PS5, which they, uh, you know, they've managed fine without it for PS4, but I think backwards compatibility would be great. I think Xbox is doing a really good job with that. They think, just announced a new round of think, new original Xbox backwards compatible stuff. I think oh, cool. this generation of architecture is is going to be a lot easier to move forward with than cell processing was. So. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, but the the other thing um, about Facebook yeah. um, is actually about Steam. Okay. Um, but it's kind of related to the, the similar privacy concerns. Mm -hmm. Steam just rolled out a new update 
uh, adding some new privacy features for users that uh, so you can uh, hide your like your game details, which means like your game library will be private. Uh, how many hours you've played in? Well, that stuff that stuff's already hideable. Okay. Will be hidden. Mm -hmm. That's that stuff's already hideable, but it's now it's going to be hidden by default. It's hidden by default. Yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. uh, basically, um, Steam Spy. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. So Steam Spy is a, it's basically a third-party oh, uh, utility. Yeah, it's a data scrape. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have heard. Of course, yeah. Own. Yeah. So it, it basically right. scrapes the Steam API, takes a sample size. You know, it's like a certain you know percentage or number of accounts, and then takes like the, the game list and extrapolates ownership data right. yeah, based yeah. on that. So it's not it's not concrete numbers. It's just here's an estimate based on this this sample size of of how these games are probably doing. Here's how many sales they've got. Here's right. how many you know. Here's how many players in the last thirty days, and so on. Uh, and it's really the only, uh, only the yeah, the only independent tool, the only way to see a lot of that data. Because as everything's moved digital, it's also gotten really opaque. Yeah. You know, you you used to get uh, used to be able to just rely on NPD numbers mm -hmm. for game sales because they could just go to all the retailers and say, "What are you selling?" Yep. and be able to report on it. And now with the move to digital, so much of that is handled through the platforms. So it's handled through the, the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Store or Steam. Mm -hmm. That unless these specific publishers decide to release the numbers, yep. there's no way for anyone else to get them. And usually they don't. And do any, yeah. They don't release the numbers unless they have a story they want to tell. Mm -hmm. Right. And even sometimes it's like, whether even if it's something positive, like the game is selling, like, Absolute crazy. Sometimes still, they're just like, no, oh, we don't need to share that because like that lets people know just how much money they're making, you know? Right. So, um, you know, so it's this has been one of the few tools available that should that you can get an idea how different games are doing, how things are are going with the industry. And the update's gonna break it. Yes. Yeah. The update uh, it's now shutting down because with everything now privated by default. And here's the thing. There's speculation that this is to comply with new privacy regulations that are going into effect in Europe. That every um, everyone has to be compliant by the end of May, like May 25th mm -hmm. or something. We're hearing something uh, about that. Yeah, so there's all these new regulations that are going to start holding companies accountable for privacy breaches uh, and, and requiring different privacy options. So there's speculation that this is to accommodate for that. But here's the thing. The only data that's now being privated by default is your game lists, not your profile. They can still see your name, they can still see your profile, they can still see everything about you. Weird. They just won't be able to see your game list. So this was like directly against Steam Spy then? That's what, it, it feels like they're, to me, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I'm being a conspiracy theorist here, mm -hmm. you tell me, but it seems to me a little bit pointed, like they're using yeah. privacy as the excuse to shut down well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if this was really, I would again. I don't know for sure, but I like I, the first thing that they would do if this was really about privacy is private your your name and your personal information. Like, right? What so, the hell? And I, I oh no, the games I'm playing. It, like, it took me a little while to find the even find the privacy settings because I'd never looked for them before. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, so looking at it by default, my profile is public, and that includes profile summary, friends list, badges, Steam level, showcases, comments, group membership, uh, and then um, the game details by default, friends only. That includes uh, the list of games, what you've wishlisted, your achievements, your playtime, uh, and 
whether you're seen as in-game when you're playing stuff. Uh, and then there's also a separate category for inventory, uh, which is like things that you Cards get through, yes, yeah, steam yeah. trading, um, uh, that sort of stuff. Which that's that's fine. Make that friends only. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I I don't. There is a thriving steam trading card economy. Economy. Yeah. Um, I absolutely used it at one point. Boosted myself a bunch of levels and went. That's about good and stopped. Yeah. So I like I you know I don't mind about that personally, but it's weird to me that by default, that stuff like my my details got left public, and they just hid that. Hmm. It seems like it's pretty weird. I would care more about the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey, real fast, while we're talking about Steam, do you guys remember when Steam was fucking awful? Like, oh oh my yeah. God. So, uh, I love that. Like, you talk to people nowadays, and everyone's just like, Steam is the Steam is thing. amazing. It's I the remember best thing to ever when, because that was what, Half Life 2? Counter Strike 1.5. Oh, God. So, I was a Counter Strike 1.5 player, right? And played the hell out of that game. And then in Counter Strike 1.6, they rolled out this new thing called Steam. Yeah, the green, like, oh, uh, I remember that progress bar. It was like green and yellow, right? Green with yellow progress bar. Yeah, it was all the, ugly. Oh, Jesus. And it, the friends list was broken for over a year. Never worked. Yeah. Um, and to play Counter-Strike now, you had to go through Steam, and it was just such an extra pain in the ass, and everyone hated it. It was like the worst thing in the world. Um, and now it's like, it's amazing. I love Steam. It's okay, great. And I actually found, a, like, a really old gif. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to send this to, uh, wait, should I send this to Control Broadcast? Send it to me and I'll get them. Okay. Uh, All right, Ben, I'm sending this to you because I remember this making the rounds when everyone hated Steam. I forgot all about and that. And everyone was complaining that it like suddenly it was like, it's you know, it's digital, it was like this online, it was this DRM. It is all those <laughs> things. It's just is it easy enough to use. And, works now. And it works. works. And, and works so pe like, people just sort of <laughs> don't care. Scared, no, like. God, the control room is having a good laugh over it. I'm glad you guys enjoy it too. I actually have this saved on the desktop of, of uh, another laptop because just going back to it, it's like, Remember you know, re reliving from. the days. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's so funny, like, especially like for, you know, younger gamers that like they've only ever known Steam as like this holy grail of PC gaming and it's like, no. Yeah, Steam, Steam used to suck. Like when you try to play games offline, it would just totally take a shit. Yeah. There was an offline mode that just didn't work. Yeah. You'd like start an offline mode and be like, ah, I don't, you don't have any games in <laughs> offline mode. What? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Good old Steam. There you go. I from this was a uh, this is a fun one. There you go, kids. Yep. <laughs> Back so that there. was Steam. Now everyone loves Steam. Yep. Uh, you know, and for good reason. It's a good platform, uh, but I just. I, I can't help but grieve a little bit for the loss of transparency. Yeah, I absolutely. think I think having privacy options for people is is obviously a good thing. It's a good step forward to be able to control that stuff, and and have granularity there. That stuff that stuff is already there though. Like you just not they're it's, changing the defaults and it's really it just fucks over. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they 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 put a privacy spin on it so that people would accept something that they were doing. If they had basically said we don't like Steam Spy and we're shutting this down. People would riot, but oh, yeah, but if they can just say it's about your privacy, yeah. then suddenly it's like it's totally fine, whatever. And and having privacy, like protecting privacy, good. I don't want, I don't. We don't need Facebook. We don't need Cambridge Analytics taking over the video game industry, which I'm sure they care very much about. But uh, regardless, it's you know, I get it. We think of Steam Spy as like he's you know like the good apple. 
but bad apples could do things with the data as well, like suddenly start yeah. shaming people for all the crazy, sexy visual novels yeah. they have yeah. or, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, so there is the, the downside to that sort of transparency as well. But I will be sad for the loss of Steam Spy. I think oh, it's yeah. a great tool and helped us get, a, like, well, be able to see what was happening. Remember, yeah. remember when still... No Man's Sky, people were returning it, and you could see, you could actually see owners drop yeah. and yeah. get an idea of, like, how severe that issue was? I think, I think Steam, Steam wasn't going to talk I think about Steam it. Charts is a Steam-run website, and I think that still works to some, but it doesn't have the same level of detail. Yeah. Steam Spy was uh, very good at what it did. But I, I could be wrong on Steam Charts. It could be another third-party thing that's going away, but... I thought Steam was real. Charts was related to Steam. Um, all data Steam powered by Steam. It's not affiliated with Valve in any way. So okay. Steam Charts is also unofficial and could be affected by this. Okay. Yep. PUBG still killing it. <laughs> PUBG still killing it. Still killing it. Did you hear? Uh, just really uh, last thing, but you keep bringing up all these great segues. Did you hear about the, the PUBG ransomware? No. Oh, started distributing. Oh. Started distributing ransomware that basically holds all the files on your PC hostage oh unless God. you uh, play PUBG. Unless you play it? You have to just... Yeah. You only have to play it for like three seconds. Wait, and who, then it'll unlock stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't know who did it. It's just, it's it's called um, like PUBG ransomware. And it makes you play PUBG in order to unlock your computer. All right, this Jesus. PUBG Fortnite shit is getting really out of hand. <laughs> like somebody needs to step in. It's getting ridiculous. Well, then there's calls. Now there's like all these... Petitions. It turns out it was a joke, but people signed it seriously to ban Fortnite because yeah. they were like, my my significant other and my friends are addicted to it and they're playing it in class and that's bad. And I agree, playing it in class is bad. Yeah. Depends on the class. I had some boring classes. <laughs> you know what I did in class? A lot of positive messages here today. Sorry. I slept. Oh, man. I, I mastered. Did you ever master the way of sleeping so that you slept, but if the teacher asked you a question, you could totally answer it? No, I would just sleep and drool. But yeah. that we, we lived in a different time. We slept during classes when we did, we had, like, touch-tone phones and things like that. We didn't have laptops that could play Fortnite. That's, That's true, true, but I also used uh, school to catch up on sleep so I could go home and play more. Every oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I was a wow addict throughout most of my high school years. Yeah. yeah. All right, and on that positive note, as the best role models that we could possibly be for all students everywhere, <laughs> we will wrap it up. So thank you guys so much for joining us. If you're a Rooster Teeth First member, make sure you watch New Game Plus, our first exclusive post-show on the website, theno.tv. We have a new website. It's fancy. It's schmancy. Uh, and you should check absolutely check that out if you get a chance. Um, if you are not a First member, you can get a free trial so that you can watch all the, our first exclusive content, see what's up, see if you think feel like it's for you. Uh, and regardless, we'll see you guys next week for some more Glitch Please.